Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Project RE3 online worship gathering. We are so glad that you're tuning in this morning, or maybe whenever it is that you're listening or watching to this broadcast. Thank you so much for just being a part of our extended RE3 family. Today, we are going to continue a series that we kicked off last week entitled Reset. Because I believe that in light of everything that's going on in the world right now, there has never been a better time for a fresh start, for a restart, for new beginnings, for a reset. And so one of the ways that we're going to examine this idea of a reset is each week for the next several weeks, we're going to look at different areas of our lives that I believe that God is calling us to examine and calling us to reset. And one of those things is we're going to talk about this morning is the idea of gratitude, of gratefulness, of thankfulness. So what I did was um, last week, I kind of reached out to my social media community, um, the three or four people that actually follow me, and I asked them, I threw this question up on the Facebook. I said, look, what is something that you're thankful for right now that you took for granted of 60 days ago? Or what is something that you're experiencing right now that you're truly thankful for that you weren't experiencing 60 days ago? And here's some of the responses. First, people said, I'm th- something I'm thankful for right now that I took for granted 60 days ago before the stay-at-home orders, before COVID-19 was even on our lips. They said, I'm, I was thankful, I'm thankful now for the ability to go to the movies for playing board games with friends, for actually being able to visit friends and family in person, for going to church, to be able to sit in chairs or a pews or shoulder to shoulder with friends in a worship gathering, going out to eat, going to work, shopping at a store. How about the ability just to simply go to your your favorite barber or hairstylist? And sports, there's a lot of people who said they just missed sports. They, they took it for granted. The ability to watch sports, the ability to play sports, the ability to go to a concert or a large sporting event. Some people said that they took for granted going to the YMCA for traveling, for knowing that when you walked into a store, 99% of the time they would have exactly what you were looking for. It wasn't like walking into a Target or, or a Walgreens or a Walmart now and it being a gamble if they're going to have it or not. Some people said something they were thankful for that they took for granted was just simply socializing, just face-to-face, cause just getting together with friends, maybe at a local coffee shop. They're thankful for, they were thankful for the ability that just to go visit state parks, to get out and hike, or maybe our national parks, which are now closed. Things like that. Simply freedom, something that we took for granted that now we realize we should have been really thankful for. So now the other side of that coin is what are some things you're thankful for right now that you're experiencing this moment that maybe you weren't experiencing 30 or 60 days ago? How about this? They're thankful right now that they have no obligation to be anywhere. They can work from home. They can stay in their pajamas all day. They don't have to do anything. There's no rushing. There's no hurrying around. They're thankful for family time that they're getting to experience right now. They're thankful for their pets, for grocery store employees, 
for taking time to, to do walks around the neighborhood and maybe meeting friends, neighbors that they've never experienced meeting before. They're thankful for the slower pace that life seems to be going at right now. They're thanking for, thankful for the simplicity of life as it is right now. They're thankful for the ability to work out in the middle of the day, to finish some home projects that they've been putting off, that they don't have any more jam-packed days. And they're thankful that right now they have more time to rest. See, I believe that God has given us this time to reset some things in our lives. And I think this morning specifically, he wants us to look at it through the life of Joseph and this idea of reset as it pertains to thankfulness. Because as we talked about last week, I don't know if there's another guy in the Bible um, that had his life reset more often than he did. I mean, we know the story. He, he was sold into slavery. He was thrown in prison. He was abandoned, lied about, forgotten about. And then God raised him up to a position of prominence and power. And that's where we're going to turn to this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn me to Genesis chapter 50. We'll start reading in verse 15. It says, When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrong that we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs that they have committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of God of your father. So essentially, they just sent word to Joseph just saying, Look, dad's gone but he wants you to forgive us. It's what he would have wanted. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came, and they threw themselves down before him, and they said, we are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And then here's verse 21. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. I'm going to ask right now, if you would, to pray for me as I pray for you. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. We just ask that you speak to our hearts and our minds. Lord, if there's things that we took for granted because our lives are so busy or hectic or um, maybe we just felt like we had an abundance of it and it, we'd never lose it, but now that it's gone, Lord, we miss it. Lord, I pray that you bring those things up in our spirits this morning, the things that we truly need to be thankful for that we've lost. And Lord, maybe for some of us, we're experiencing something new right now in this moment that maybe we haven't experienced in a long time, or maybe we're experiencing it for the first time. And to be honest, we love it. We enjoy it. We feel you in it. 
Lord, let us take time this morning to be thankful for this season. So Lord, whichever side of the coin we fall on this morning, the side that, man, longs for things that we don't have anymore, that we should have been more uh, grateful for and thankful for, and for those of us that also may fall on the other side of the coin that we're just really thankful for where we're at right now, Lord, I just pray that you allow us to hit the reset button on both. Let us reset the thankfulness of our hearts to be in tune with you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So here's Joseph, sold into slavery, put in prison, abandoned. His brothers come to him asking for mercy, even offering to be his slaves and his servants. And Joseph looked at them and just said, you know what? You guys, you intended to harm me. But God intended it for good. You see, that's a mature voice right there. That's someone who understands what to be thankful for. If I was to ask you guys right now, hey, do you consider yourself a thankful person? Odds are most of us would say, yeah, I think I'm pretty thankful. I mean, there's times that maybe I take certain things in life for granted. But for the most part, I'm a pretty thankful person. I'm going to challenge you on this because I think I fall into that same boat. I think I would assume that I'm a fairly thankful person. But the more I've thought about Joseph and his life and getting to this point where his brothers were finally right there, he had them right where he, he could have done anything to them, and he chose thankfulness, I said, what sets him apart from me? Because I'm not sure I would have done that. And the one thing that I keep coming back to is this. I think for me, and maybe for a lot of you, our thankfulness is based on timing. And what I mean by that is this. It's getting ready to be summertime here in, in the next few weeks. And if you live somewhere that's, that can get dry, I know here in the southeast, we can, get, we can get really dry, especially in July. You know, think about it. You step on your grass and it's all crunchy. Your grass is dying. Your, your garden's dying. The crops are dying. There's just not much rain. And you're praying for rain. Well, if that rain comes on, let's say, Wednesday or Thursday, we're excited. We're happy. We're like, yes, there's rain. Yes, my, my garden's going to grow. My grass is going to grow. Oh, this is great. Man, I'm so thankful. Thank you so much, God, that, that we have rain. But what if that rain came on Saturday and Sunday? Same amount of rain. Nothing's changed. Your garden still needs the water. Your grass still needs the water. But what if you were planning to head to the beach that weekend? What if you were planning on going to the lake that weekend? Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, just my luck. Why has it got to rain now? It hadn't rained in 30 days, and now all of a sudden it's going to rain when I'm heading to the beach. Man, God, why do you hate me? Right? I mean, think about it. That's exactly what we were praying for. We get it, but if we get it on Tuesday or Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday, we're excited. We get it on Friday and Saturday or Saturday or Sunday, we're miserable. It's because our thankfulness is based on timing. Our timing. If we get something when we want it, 
we're generally thankful for it. If we get what we want, but not in the time that we've wanted it, let's be honest, we're not very thankful. You see, and that's the thing that set Joseph apart. Because time didn't matter to him. He was not dependent on the past for his thankfulness. And if he had someone, I mean, this is a guy that experienced a harsh life. This was a guy right now that had had a harsh memory. Nothing could erase the pain of his imprisonment. Nothing could erase the experiences that he had as a slave. None of those things could happen. Nothing would change the fact that his brothers hated him so much that they were going to kill him. Man. But he didn't allow the past to dictate what he was thankful for. What he did was he looked at his past and he said, you know what? God was with me. My past is not what I would have chosen. It's not what I would have drawn up. I experienced some horrible things. But I'm not going to let those harsh experiences of my past dictate my thankfulness to God. He didn't do it. How many of our experiences in our past right now are serving as a roadblock to thankfulness? We can't get past the things that happened to us. We can't get past the decisions that maybe we even made that caused harm and, to ourselves or to others. Things that we regret. And because we can't get past that, we just can't be thankful. Joseph's saying, look, I'm not dependent on my past for thankfulness because I realize that God was with me every step of the way. So not only was Joseph not dependent on his past, his thankfulness was not changed by the present. I'm talking about that moment. His brothers, these, these brothers that sold him into slavery, that started this whole domino effect of his life. Years stolen from him. He had them right where he wanted them. He had all the power. Are you an older brother, an older sister? Are you, or maybe you're the younger sibling. What was it like with that power structure growing up? Because if you were the younger sibling, didn't you always want what your older brother or sister had? You wanted their clothes, you wanted their toys, you wanted their friends, you wanted their experiences, you just wanted to tag along with them. You looked up to them. And if you were an older sibling, you were always like, get away from me. Mom, she's bothering me. Dad, he won't leave us alone. Right? So then, if you were the younger sibling, and this older sibling that always wanted to keep you at arm's length, all of a sudden needed something from you, how did you feel? I know how you felt. Because I'm the older brother. I, had a younger, I have a younger sister chest is pumped out a little bit you're like i've got the power they need something from me now i've always been the one chasing them but now they're chasing me i mean this is what's happening in joseph's life except like magnified a thousand times because it's not about just wanting to borrow an outfit or a or borrow a toy or whatever it may be this is about life and death this is about brothers that sold him into slavery 
that led to his imprisonment, stole years from his life, and now they're on their knees groveling. What would you have done? Probably the same thing I would have done. And neither one of us would have been thankful. I mean, we might have been thankful, but now we had the power. But we wouldn't have been thankful that we finally got our brothers back. We wouldn't have been thankful that we're all together now as a family, regardless of what happened in the past. You see, that's the thing about Joseph. His thankfulness wasn't dependent on the past, and he didn't let the present circumstances dictate whether or not he should be thankful or not. Instead, Joseph's thankfulness was rooted in the future. We see this in verse 21. So then, this is Joseph talking, so then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. He says, don't worry about it. I've got this. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of your children. Don't be afraid. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. He was just thankful that he was in the position that he was to not just to provide for Egypt, but to be able to provide for his brothers and their children and their families. He was looking at the future. So what about us? I mean, what do we do? I mean, if you look at Joseph, if you just look at that one verse, how much was thankfulness manifested in that verse, in that verse 21? I mean, it manifests itself in forgiveness, obviously. If it were I or you, I don't know what we would have done. We had the power, we, we had the upper hand over these brothers that had sold us into slavery and had all these horrible acts that happened to us because of them, because of their jealousy. But because Joseph was thankful for his life, he was able to forgive his brothers. His thankfulness was manifested in the way he treated them, in the way he looked out for them. I love that part of of verse 21 where it said he reassured them and spoke kindly to them because not only was his thankfulness manifested in his forgiveness it was also manifested in the way he spoke in the things that he said how many of you have spoke kindly recently to the people who anger you to the people who hurt you maybe to a complete stranger to people that you live with in your house. And let's face it, there's a lot of us spending a lot more time with our family than we ever have before. Tensions can run high. You can get on each other's nerves. How many of us have just stopped and just said, thank you. Thank you for being my wife. Thank you for being my kids. Thank you for being my husband. Whatever it may be, whatever your household looks like. How many of us have ever stopped and just said thank you or spoke kindly? Are we seeing that thankfulness and that gratitude manifest itself in our words? 
And lastly, ultimately, we see it manifested in the, in the way he treats God. Now, I think God, when things go wrong, he's the first one that gets the blame, right? God, why are you doing this to me? God, why did you take this away from me? God, what are you thinking? So when things go wrong, he gets all the blame. But when things get right, he's often the last one to get the praise. But not with Joseph. Joseph was thankful. He forgave his brothers. He spoke kindly to them. And he let them know, first and foremost, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He gave God the glory for his life. Because all through the story of Joseph, over and over again, you'll see the phrase, and God was with Joseph. And Joseph never lost sight of that, and he never forgot that. I don't know what you're going through right now. And you may look at your life right now and say, Mike, I don't have a lot to be thankful for. Right now, my life stinks. I've lost my job, or I'm losing my job, or my marriage is falling apart, or, or my kids have gone off the deep end, or my health is deteriorating, or, or I'm just I'm depressed, or, or whatever it is. I get it, right? I get it. It's hard to be thankful in those circumstances. But I assure you this, with 100% certainty, God is with you. I know he is. The enemy, what he tends to harm you with, God can tend for good. I know that he is with you in this moment. And if nothing else, that's what we need to be thankful for. Amen.